Hello, hello. Happy New Year, everybody! It's been a long while. It's been about two weeks. Two weeks since we've spoken to each other. Hope everybody's had a great Christmas and a happy, happy New Year. I'm going to fade this out real quick and we'll jump into the word this afternoon. Good afternoon, everybody. I am so grateful to be back, actually. We just took a siesta. And we, hey, blessings. Good afternoon to you too, Sonia. So we just took a break. Ezekiel's will take a break. We've entered into God's rest. We're going to get into that here in a second too. This is a awesome time to be alive right now. It is such a exciting time. And I've got a cool word. I did not expect the word to turn out the way it's turned out today. But um, I was excited when I got into it because I realized where we're at by the spirit. And, you know, you can look at this negatively or you can look at it from God's perspective. And if you're seeking him, you're seeking his feet, you're sitting at his feet, you're, you should be in the know about what's been going on. And and this is the new requirement for this new place, by the way, is spending time with God. That's the way to develop the presence of God on your vessel. Um, and so we're going to get into that here. But today's word is awesome. I'm going to give you a little recap about 2023, about what God's been saying for 2023. Um, and he's doing new things right now. And I think that what the body of Christ has to wrap their head around, first of all, is that God is God and we are not. He is God and we are not. And so he's demanding uh, to sit on his throne. He's demanding that we acknowledge him alone as God. And so it's a further separating, if you will. You're going to be seeing a further separating between the sheep and the goats on all seven mountains as the darkness gets darker and the light gets lighter. And so I'll explain this here in a second, too. But Happy New Year's. Um, if you didn't catch the Monday Night Live, Sonia, can you uh, grab that real quick and put that link in our chat? I would really appreciate that very much. We started that last night, as promised. And so we want to welcome you guys to Ezekiel's Wheel and helping you to start learning how to move through the seasons of God's heart. Chamber one, chamber two, chamber three, chamber four. We're in C1 again. We started in C1. If you know anything about C1, we moved into the tribe of Dan. Uh, and if you know anything about Dan, Dan didn't know when to stop warring. He was a, they were a warring tribe and they lost their land because they didn't know when to step back and let God be God. Thank you so much. Let God be God. And, and where they were, where they're learning to trust him in this new place. So we've entered into a new place, new realm of the spirit. And actually, I want to go so far as to say it started the second week of December. And I'll get into that here in a second, too. But um, if, if you're feeling right now like you can't hear very well, uh, you can't sense God very well, that's usually a good indicator that he's taking you into something new. He's trying to get you to press into him at higher levels right now. And so if, if you are struggling with that right now, that's the new place that the remnant's finding themselves in, if you're a part of that remnant. And so 
It's because of the witchcraft, the darkers. I told you the darkness would get darker. It's also because of people praying witchcraft prayers in the spirit. So God's trying to bring you up above that. He's trying to teach you how to come up above that and to find out what he has to say about a matter. Every matter. It's the king's true decree. There are evil kings, queens, and priests in the spirit. That means those are people with fivefold giftings that are abusing those anointings. And, and they're abusing, and by the way, an anointing is a borrowed thing. Did, are you aware of that? Your gifts are borrowed. Everything about your life is borrowed. It's God's super on your natural, but it's all him. It has nothing to do with us. And I was just telling our leadership teams that today. He's trying, God is trying to get into this place where only he is king. Because man has a bad habit of trying to take credit where credit is not due. And God is tired of that. He goes, I am the only God of the universe. You're not. And so we we're coming through this place right now where we've had to war this last year through witchcraft, strange fire. Hey, Stacy. Good afternoon, everybody. So we've had to learn how to war through strange fire. What is strange fire? Strange fires, witchcraft prayers, witchcraft decrees, people using the word of God for unholy purposes and trying to. Uh, make other bend other people's will bend God's will they're trying to create a false narrative um, and we see that in the natural we see that by the spirit we see it on all seven mountains we see it in media we see it in the church it's everywhere right now where everybody's trying to play everybody's God they're trying to play judge jury and executioner and God's like you are not me you are not me and so I believe God's coming onto the scene to show man Who's God and who's not? Who's God and who's not? And it's just like what was prophesied. I've been prophesying this for two years now about how the Lord is trying to get us into this place where we understand that it's his way or we're going to hit the highway. And he's been telling us for two years that he's drawing back from vessels who refuse to do things his way. So if your firepower has diminished, if your gifts have diminished, it's one of two things. And you'll find out at the end of this thing where you'll either have no firepower left and you'll be forced to do things his way or you'll hit judgment. Or you're being pressed as a part of the remnant to come up higher. That's the flip side of that coin. So with that, let's jump into the word. And uh, the title today for the 15-minute rev, by the way, is New Realms. Um, new Realms means new portion, new level, which also means new devil. Stepping into big faith, big faith, big, big, big faith. And then the glory realm of rest, which is a hard place to step into because, and, and I got real excited. I got excited at the beginning of this. I got excited all the way through this because it's confirming itself all the way through. But witchcraft, what is witchcraft hitting you with? So what I'm seeing the witch enemy hit me with right now, and, and this is something else too, by the way, you can't take it personal when you're getting hit. Um, we're, we've got a lot, we, we've been telling you this now for how many years, about five years, that God was, there were like 75%, 80% of the population within the church that were stuck underneath the apparatus of religion, which was a purposeful apparatus created by the enemy uh, to get you stuck permanently in a C2 experience. Hey, James, it's good to see you. I'm ha And happy new year to you. Um, but it was purposefully made to get you stuck in one of the layers of or one of the levels of God's spirit. Okay, C one, two, three, and four. And so God is 
working on the body, the true remnant right now, and anybody who will listen to him to get you to think about what you're thinking about, first of all, but secondly, to get you to think a new way. Okay, he's trying to get you to think outside the box. He's trying to get you to trust him while you're coming back into love, if you've chosen to do that, because we're getting back to the basics of love, back to the ancient of days and back to his ways. And, and hello, when did that start? I was telling our teams this this morning that I felt like it's actually last night. I was telling you guys that I felt like it started back 30 years ago, 25 years ago, when the music industry in the church started trying to become relevant. And we started trying to uh, be equal or as good as the world's level of music. Because at that point in the ballgame, I felt like Christian music wasn't really didn't have a lot of attention. And then they started getting on the up and up with how to market themselves and how to uh, blend in, so to speak, with the world, which is great and fine, you know, but God didn't create us to blend in. He he created us to stand out. And I think that's where we kind of lost our identity in the process of, hey, Patty, good afternoon. Um, but he we've lost our identity in the process of trying to blend into the world and, and minister to the world. But in, in that, we forgot about God. <laughs> we forgot about love's ways. And so now we see how far we've fallen away from love, unless you have the gift of love, and then you, you probably, hopefully you were Joseph and you stayed true. But God's bringing the body back, and he's actually going to be doing it through the remnant that he preserved. Hey, good afternoon. The remnant that he preserved by pulling them out of the church, out from underneath this apparatus of religion. I think that is so super cool. Super cool. And for those of you who are left in the church, trying to stay true to Christ in leadership and whatnot, and, and trying to stay true to love, this has been a hard walk for a lot of you. This has been a really, really hard walk for a lot of you. So I, I applaud you for staying true and staying with him in this program to help try to bring believers through and out of the old and into the new. And so this is where we're at now. We're seeing this transition place where we're crossing over now, where we're fixing to see the truth show up in might and power. This is what's happening in 2023. And by the way, I couldn't wait to get into 2023 because I think it's going to be a phenomenal year. I think it's going to be one of the best years of our life as the blessings start coming forward and as the remnant and, and nothing can stop it. If you've been given a word from the king, Nobody, no devil in hell, no false or evil king, queen, or priest. Nobody can stop the king's decree, the true king's decree. Now, I'm not going to go any farther than that. So I'll let you figure that one out and pray about that one. But let's jump into this. But the enemy has slowed. If you felt a slowing down of attacks, it's because of Christmas, partially. They have their thing. They're, they're getting ready to have one of the biggest Satanist uh, events of in the world's history of satanism by the way if you haven't caught that i posted that on my facebook page for intercessors out there if you want to begin praying about that but for us for the remnant this is the good news for you the attack should have slowed down the second week in december they should have begun to kind of slow down i don't know about you but for me when i entered into december up until about the second week i felt like i was on active duty I was on I was on guard. I was ready. I had our teams ready. Uh, we were ready to go, ready to rock. And about the second week, something shifted. 
And, and it kept shifting deeper and deeper. And as we got into the third week, I heard God say, you can rest now. You can rest. Give everybody the time off. Take your rest. Enjoy your holiday season, Missy. And I was like, really? This is a trip. Are you sure, God? I was like, am I hearing God testing the spirit, making sure, did I really hear you correctly? And he told me, yeah. Yeah, I want you to rest. And I, I kind of blew some of our team members' minds because they were like, they're texting me on the side. Dr. Missy, are we are we still doing this? Are we still? Uh, yes, we are. We're still doing this. We're still a team. We're still a ministry. God's telling us to rest. And now I know why. I'll get into that here in a second. But the enemy um, has slowed down his attacks for that couple of weeks so that God can enter you into his rest, a new place in his heart where the enemy can't touch you. So that's why that slowing down has occurred. But if you've noticed, every new level has a new devil. Okay. Every new level has a new devil. So what I noticed as I got past New Year's and even at the end of New Year's, I started having people from my past try to contact me. And I thought, what's up with that? And and I catch them looking at my LinkedIn page and stuff like that. And God said, block them, block them. They're being used to try to uh, speak cursings over you. That's the other, that's the other new subtle attack where the enemy tries to use dysfunctional vessels to speak cursings instead of life. Hello, you reap what you sow. So you, you're going to reap those same cursings back on you because you can't curse what God has blessed. And if something's of God, if somebody's of God, if a ministry's of God, you can't curse it. You can't stop it if God is with them. So this is the new place we're entering into, but I'm noticing the enemy trying to start these subtle hits of past emotional issues or trying to block gifts, which he has no authority over um, by using people in our past to show up with false accusation when there have been no rifts or current issues with these people for some 20 odd years. And you're thinking to yourself, what could you possibly want from me? Really? I mean, when God moved me out of Egypt, I moved way well on beyond Egypt. And so I believe that they're distractions. I believe that you need to guard yourself because not everybody can go where God's taking you. Um, even though the enemy's trying to take you, it looks like a different direction. He's not going to win. They're not going to win. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's because God has already spoken. He's spoken through his true prophets, the true king. When he uses a prophet to speak a thing, to tell of his will, and you buck his will, God says you're as good as dead if you buck his will. So we're seeing uh, demotions occur already. It started before New Year's. We're seeing uh, prophets come out in full force now where they're starting to be bold as lions, and they're saying what God is speaking in this hour, the truth. Because God's coming in with all truth. He's saying, ready or not, here I come. Ready or not. So we're seeing the past try to rear its head back up against some of us. And so the enemy is basically trying to pull the remnant out of this new place and back into an old place to keep them stuck with the teeth gnashers. That's that 70% stuck underneath the apparatus of religion because he knows the glory's coming. You understand? He knows the glory's coming. And matter of fact, that two weeks in, when you started feeling that rest and that reprieve, that was the beginning of the glory. I didn't know that either. <laughs> I didn't know that either. So I got real excited and that's why everything got calm. And so because we're so used to warring, 
we kind of got freaked out thinking, what's wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> Is this supposed to be happening? Because we're so used to having to war and fight our way forward. Okay. So the Lord says, your job, not to give, give the enemy any false authority. Not through dysfunctional people, not through the occult, or through anybody trying to usurp Christ in your life. And the Lord said, if the king, all caps, did not speak through them, their authority is null and void. It's why their prayers are already being disregarded by God, as God is a man who keeps his word. So we're entering into this trust test, if you will, to trust Christ in this new place that God is a God who keeps his word. I told you this before Christmas. He's a God that keeps his word. You've entered into a trust test. So we're now seeing what we're seeing in the body of Christ is the people group called the teeth gnashers, which is what I've been speaking about again for two years, um, trying to keep up. And they're, they're trying to uh, push their agenda on God's remnant and, and if they can't, I'm finding that the attitude is if, if I can't have it, nobody can. And God's like, yeah, you want to bet? He said, I don't hold people back who obey me. I bless them. I bless those who obey me. They listen and they obey. And so there comes a point in, in our walk, I believe, that we have to acknowledge our own shortcomings. We have to get to that place and come out of denial and quit trying to convince ourselves that we're okay. And we have to start dealing with our heart conditions. We've been talking to you guys about this for two years now. And this is what's happening. This is what's fixing to happen. And here we are. Here we are. So now we have major prophets catching the wind of God's spirit. And what he's saying, which is, if you don't get cleaned up, your power loss has already begun. We've got several prophets saying that. Robin Bullock, Kent Christmas, John Kilpatrick. Just to name a few. Okay, so, and Mark Sharona, I'll add him in there too. Um, because God's fed up with sheep abusing his spirit and his word for their own malicious intent. And so he's doing something about it. And God's kingdom is coming on those vessels obedient to his cause. So you're going to see that shift start to take place in 2023. And so you're seeing a, a small people group, and it's exactly what one of the major apostles had talked about too. There were four people groups and only one of them was getting in. God is a man of his word. If he tells you what he's going to do before he does it, it's our job to seek him and say, how are you going to do it? And am I aligned with it? Am I aligned with you so I can be a part of it? Because if you're thinking you're going to do things your own way and because you're Joe Blow and you think your name is bigger than God's and God's like, the last laugh will be on you because God is a man of his word. And so he's keeping his word now as he's moving us out and through. And so he's saying, get cleaned up, get cleaned up. My prophets are already uh, releasing that, that truth into the atmosphere. So we're moving into Genesis 5, 1 through 7, 24, which speaks about false authority. It speaks about the glory realm of rest. And this is where the conversation gets really kind of cool. Really very cool, actually. Um, and it speaks about God making man in his own likeness. He made us in his image. But sinful man had children born in his own likeness. That speaks of the Masaroth 
and the zodiac. I've been talking about the zodiac is based on the flesh. God says we're knowing we're supposed to be knowing the signs and the times. The signs are your flesh, the birth month you were born into with your gifts and your callings. They cannot be given back, but they're on loan to you. And then the Maseroth is God's heart. It's his characteristics. As you move through each month and each tribe of Israel, you start hopefully picking up more of God's heart and all of his strengths while you battle with your own personal weaknesses, your zodiac sign, and the weaknesses of that tribe. Because there are no perfect people in this world. It's part of our testing in the earth while we walk through this. So it's false authority, glory realm of rest, and we're fighting, uh, we're coming up hopefully into the things of the spirit versus the things of our flesh that have kept us earthbound. And so, since many have fallen away from God and his true love, all the more important are his ways to where what God is doing and saying becomes more important to us. Because everything that we try to make come to pass in our flesh, if we try to do it in our flesh, it'll fall flat. It'll fall flat. God said, if I didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. Thank you, Lord. Lamentations 3, 37 through 38. If God didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. So we're finding out who true prophets are, who false prophets are. He's, he's pointing out the Balaams. And, and, but then he has this whole people group that have become Balaams now. That's what he told me today. 70% of the body, 75, taking a wild guess. You can, your guess is as good as mine. But He's showing us the truth from the false, the spirit from the flesh. And he's trying to show us his ways in this hour. And God says, my ways aren't like your ways. And so we see people trying and trying to do and say everything under the sun um, as if they're fit to try to make their way come to pass instead of God's way or kingdom or God's kingdom. And if the truth be known, if you know anything about man's heart, it says man's heart is inherently evil. His heart is bent towards darkness, as are many of the seven mountains today. We see a lot of people gearing and, and they're leaning towards darkness. That's more appealing to them rather than righteousness. And so that's that further separating we see going on. And so people want what they want and they forget who they harm in the process because we think it's our right. Many people think it's their right to play God through their gifts and authority, which is on loan to them by God, not realizing that they're about, if not already, to be demoted and judged for not obeying God. God's given us two years to get it right. He's given us more than that. We've been talking about that on and off for about five years, but really the last two years, Telling people, you got to get cleaned up. 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 So much that I was sick and tired of talking about it. And, and people sending me hate mail and getting angry because I'm telling them the truth. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you're, you're unloving? That's not God's way. How do you know? God, love holds you accountable. If you, you can't just pick and choose the parts of God's spirit that you like that make you feel comfortable. You got to take it all. God says, do you, do you think you have the right to pick and choose what comes to you from my hand? It says it in the Bible. Read the Bible. And so when we decide that we're only going to deal with things that make us feel comfortable because we're afraid of what it might cost us if we deal with these things, it's going to cost you everything. Let me just clue you in on something. It's going to cost you everything. You're going to lay it all down if you want him. 
every bit of your life. You give it all up for him because that's exactly what he did for us. So that's your choice for this hour. And so we're, we're seeing now the word come to pass and we're supposed to be growing into the likeness of the last Adam, not the first. You know that, right? Jesus is the last Adam. So because we have so many sheep refusing to get cleaned up, we're having to deal with the teeth gnashers. All the teeth gnashers now. That's our plight for this year. Fighting our way through all the cursings and all the, the, the witchcraft prayers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All the strange fire. Those are three things you're going to have to be abreast of this year in casting down. Hey, no problem. Um, so with death, if you know anything about teeth gnashers, Teeth gnashers usually operate in a lot of cursing, okay? Um, and, and death reigns over a life with a lot of cursing. And that means everything that they do is cursed. Everything that they touch is cursed. It has that, maybe that, that, that residue of religion on it. Or, and that's a cursing, by the way. If you serve any other God, it brings a curse. It goes against the first of the Big Ten. So, when grace steps into the room on a life, though, that heart begins to rule and reign. You sense that firepower. And, and that's what we've had to deal with this last year of so many people seeing the firepower here and they're trying to steal our destiny, steal our blessings, steal our inheritance, all this stuff. And I'm like, are you a dope man? You know, you can get struck dead for that. And God's like calling them out now through the prophets. I've seen people get demoted. I've seen people be called out publicly where they've set me up to be publicly rebuked and instead they got publicly rebuked. God's not tolerating it anymore. He's not tolerating the mockery. He's not tolerating the rebellion. He's not tolerating your disrespectfulness of his word through the prophets. And you can try to deny, 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 deny your own shortcomings in this hour, but it's still not going to change the outcome. You understand that? The devil can delay, but he can't deny. And God didn't deny. He said, my kingdom is coming. Like it or not, my new move of God is coming in. The new move is based in all truth. It's all truth. How many people are tired of people not living in the truth these days? Because that's what we're experiencing. So ruling and reigning ability then gives that heart the ability to walk with God freely where the enemy can't touch them. This is the glory realm. That's the best news of the day. <laughs> Let me tell you how that's coming about. Check this out. Um, because few in the remnant right now, I told you the second week in December this started. They've stepped into God's glory realm, just like Enoch did when he walked with God until God eventually caught him up. Which brings us to another individual who also walked in it, but a different way. And this is, I believe, the preparation of God for this group, the small group of the remnant who have chosen to obey the Lord in this hour. And it's the walk of Noah. Noah and Enoch both walked in the glory, just in different ways. But Noah means rest. Did you understand that? His name means rest. And so that was the prerequisite of stepping into the glory, when you come into this place of rest, which is when we know the Redeemer of time. And it's a place where God begins to redeem our time for all the crazy 
crazy train, strange fire, and the witchcraft prayers that tried to get you misaligned on your time and your clock. And God said, I'm redeeming the time. That's what the glory does. I, it redeems it overnight, actually. And so we're seeing there's an influx of power happening now where the obedient now are coming up into the glory and the disobedient are falling away from the power of God. And so obedience pays. Obedience pays. We've talked about it happening the second week of December. Um, I've talked about entering into God's rest and we've been in rest ever since. And the only problem with that is making sure you stay there until God tells you otherwise. Okay, now this is this is the plight of Dan. Remember we were talking about the clock. Let's see if I can pull up my clock here. Uh, let me see if I can get this working first of all. Pull it up. There it is. This is my clock. You can see this. Look at where Dan's at. Capricorn, the one o'clock hour. Okay. This is back in C1. So look at your lower right-hand part of the page. Let me see if I can move that up a little bit. Um, this is the part of God's heart. This is quadrant one, okay? Quadrant one is where now you should be focusing on resting and letting God fight your battles. This is the place where you're seeking the heart of the king to find out what new song he's going to sing for your new year. He's telling you. He's telling you, I want you to rest. I've got it. I had you, some of you he's had praying for things from last year have entered into this year. And he said, and that's how it happens where you start moving from faith to faith and glory to glory while God finishes the rest of your story. Okay, so that's the place. But you got to know when to stop warring. You've got to know when to stop warring. Hey, Connie. So if you don't know when to stop warring, you can lose the battle. Did you know that? You can lose your land, Dan. You don't want to be Dan the man. So let me get that off. Go back into my conversation. And so you've got to know when to stop warring. So although you're used to warring, 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 we must stay in God's rest so that we can get the new hearing, get the new eyesight. But this time, that's going to come by seeking the Lord at his feet. How Do you know how to seek the Lord and rest at his feet? That's the new move. You're going to be looking for his presence. That's how you attain the presence for the glory, sitting at his feet. And that's the place we're entering into. But why did the flood come? Let's go back to Noah. Why did the flood come? And what were the results of the flood of Noah? Do you know anything about that? Remember, we're in rest. So if you know anything about the flood of Noah's day, it came because a group of people who were inwardly corrupt, outwardly violent, and rebellious didn't know how to follow God or his ways. They wanted what they wanted, and they could have cared less about the consequences. So, But God was saving the remnant, Noah's family, uh, because they chose to stay pure before God. And the flood of darkness that's coming upon us right now is beginning to capture this people group that have demanded to do things their own way. But God is capturing his true remnant into the glory. It started happening the 2nd of December. So that that remnant is saved and many have begun to enter into it with angelic assistance. So Noah, if you don't know anything about him, was the 10th generation from Adam. Which means it didn't take long for sin to spread. And when this happens, 
It means that Christ's return is imminent. It's imminent. He's coming back. So Noah was saved by grace through faith. He knew how to walk in grace. If you don't know anything about the new covenant with God, it's based on Colossians 2.14. We're saved by grace. This is why the, the people that are stuck in this darkness in the outer courts, they're struggling because they're stuck underneath this apparatus of religion. And they're really, actually, they're really mad at God. They're not mad at you, but they really need to pay attention to their own heart condition because they're mad at the only person who can help them. And so grace, we're all saved by grace through faith. We understand that comes through Jesus Christ. And this is when God told him, Noah, he was going to protect him and his blessings by giving him a huge faith assignment. How many people feel like you've been given a huge faith assignment in past seasons? <laughs> okay, there you go. So it, so Noah's charge was to build an ark of glory um, that would preserve Noah and his family and his blessings and everything he'd been fighting for prior to that point. And so God was calling him into rest, into a place where he was safe, okay? But there was only one way to be saved from destruction for that season, which was to enter the ark of God's glory, which is a depiction of our salvation relationship with Jesus Christ and learning to walk by the Spirit. Okay, there's only one way to do it in this season. So for everybody who's trying to do it the old way, and everybody who's trying to figure out Yahweh, God says, quit trying to figure me out and just do what I'm telling you to do. Quit trying to tell me how to do my job. And you, how about you listen to me, says the Lord, and start doing what I'm telling you to do, even though you don't know the next thing to do. And so I can bring you out and through. Because it's one step at a time if you know anything about him. He's not going to tell you the next step in the whole picture until you've done the first thing he told you to do. So he's trying to get us to trust him again to where we take one step at a time knowing that he's got the end in mind and that he's got a great plan, a great plan. He hasn't let go of your blessing. He hasn't let go of you as long as you don't let go of the divine. Okay, so he's the divine. He's the divine in the sour. So as we trust God, we step into that place of rest to where the king can set us up to be blessed. Blessed beyond measure in the place of where the king walks with us in the cool of the day and a place where no devil can touch you. This is why. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I and I can't see this. I can sense it. So all I know is what I'm sensing by the spirit that where the Lord was showing me that shift, that power shift happening where all these crazy people, these teeth gnashers have been, and the occult along with them have been releasing their way against Yahweh and against Yahweh's people. And they're saying, we're going to have our way. Our will is coming to pass. And God said, you want to bet you can't curse what I've blessed. And so the Lord is saying in this hour, you're seeing a power shift happen now where people came into this arrogantly and they came into this determined to force their will upon other people, upon God. And God's like, nope, I'm going to flip things 
And if you didn't catch John Kilpatrick's prophetic word, you need to go back and catch it. It's called where God turns thing on a turns things on a dime. And so God says, I'm going to flip this thing and I'm going to flip your power on its head. And I'm going to bring my people on in because they're the ones that are called to rule and reign in this hour. It's not the devil's time. It's my time, says the Lord. And I'm the one that walks and gives permission to those who obey me to walk in the divine. It's his time. It's his time. So thank God for those of you who've been obedient in this hour, who have chosen to step up into higher power. And the Lord says he's doing it based on your faith, just like he told Abraham. And Abraham said, if Lord, if there's only one righteous man left, will you save the whole town? Will you save the town for just one righteous person? Lord said, you bet. I'll do it. I'll do it. Will you save him for 10? You bet. I'll do that. He actually worked his way from the top down. Will you save him for a hundred, for fifty, for one? I said, you bet I'll save it for one person, one righteous person. So look what your obedience has brought forth into the earth, front runner. It's been a long journey. But the Lord told me two weeks in, when the glory started falling, he started telling me, You're almost there. You're almost there, girl. Come on, let's not quit now. And I said, God, I'm exhausted. I can't do it. And he said, I know, I know. That's why I'm calling you into rest for this season. I'm going to give you a time of rest. And then he told me again on Sunday, he said, you're almost there. You're almost there. 2023 is the year of the glory. It's the year of the glory. Hallelujah. So are you the first Adam? Do you represent the first Adam in your life today? The flesh? Are you the last Adam with Jesus walking with God by his spirit? Many think that they are. But they're getting left behind because they refuse to change and be changed. And God said, this is the only way out and through. Out of the old and into the new. I'm not trying to rhyme. I'm not here to entertain you. But he's telling us, this is the way, walk ye in it. Which brings us to Matthew 3, 7 through 4, 11, where it's talking about Jesus' journey of love, which is actually the perfect example for public ministry. And, and if you know why, I don't know if you've ever thought about this. I never thought about this until today, actually. Why God, he says he died, he came down in the form of a man, died on a cross, rose from the dead in three days, and that Jesus is God. We all know that, right? First John 4, 3. But I've often wondered, we all, we all just assume that God came down for salvation, which is the biggest part, I believe. I do believe that. Um, because we couldn't have done it without salvation, without him dying on a cross. But also, I believe that he did it to give us a visual of love. Because some of us are visual learners. Some of us are audio learners, hands-on, repetitious learners. And so Jesus, it's why he makes us go around the mountain time and time and time again. If you find yourself having all these mountain experiences, and you're like, why didn't I ever get out of this test? Well, maybe you should choose to change. Maybe it's time to choose to change. Love's waiting for you to change. Come up higher. And that's actually his mercies being made new every day for you so that he can help establish you in deeper places of his heart. But he knew we'd have to have a visual. So Jesus was the perfect example for Israel to give them that visual example of love because 
People don't always attain the revelation unless it's walked out before them to see. And why do you think, for those of you who are in the remnant, because, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me use myself as, as an example. Because I'm double truth, things are either black and white to me. They're right or they're wrong. Okay? But only the Lord knows a heart. Only the Lord knows uh, what that heart has walked through. So if I haven't walked a mile in that person's shoes before they got to me, um, I don't need to be judging anybody, first of all. Neither do you. None of us need to be judging anybody. He's trying to get the body out of the place as judge. He is the only true judge and king. You understand that? It's not you. It's I don't care how much authority you think you have. This is something I was talking about last night on the Monday Night Live. You need to go catch that. We're talking about honor, true honor and authority and hierarchy. And, and I think the body of Christ has forgotten about certain things that love never does. Certain things love never says. And, 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 and I saw this becoming a problem 25 years ago when people started coming in and realizing the fivefold giftings and the spirit started blowing up and manifesting on different vessels. And you were seeing people come into the apostolic, prophetic, evangelist, teacher, preacher, gifts and callings. And I thought to myself at that time, I thought, whoo, boy, this could go south real fast because of the corruption of people's hearts. So imagine, imagine what I thought, not that it matters, but when I saw the courts of heaven being exemplified and taught by all these teachers and I thought, Whoa, that's great. That's a great gift. That's a great, and it's not a gift. It's a tool. Um, it's a great deliverance tool, but what are you doing to help these people get cleaned up so they don't abuse that because they're already abusing their gifts and their callings. People have been praying witchcraft prayers for years. They've been abusing the word of God for years. And when I sought them out on this about three weeks ago, the Lord told me, he said, I'm sick and tired of people using my spirit without my permission. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of God is the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was God. God said, I'm fed up with sheep, rebellious sheep, thinking they can do whatever they feel like doing. And there's never any ramifications. Lord says, in this season, matter of fact, it started in last season in C4. He said, it's going to cost you something to be rebellious. It's going to cost you something. It may cost you everything. Some of it may cost you more than you were ever willing to pay. But this is why it's so essential for us as we're walking in this new place now that we listen and we obey. If God says, knock the crap off, knock it off. If he says, I need you to change this heart condition. I need you to come and seek out deliverance ministry. Obey him. Obey him. Do it then. Don't wait a week. Do it now. Don't wait a week. Don't wait till it's convenient for you because you won't ever get it done. Do it now. My dad used to always tell me that. I didn't, I didn't just speak, Missy, to hear myself speak. When I ask you to do something, I want you to do it now. Okay? That's the place we're at by the Spirit right now. God's saying, I want you to do it now. So he's trying to teach us how to walk out love so that the world won't see a wrong impression of him. Because we have 75% of the body giving a wrong impression of Christ. They look just like the world. They act just like the world. And God's like, I've had enough. Ready or not, here truth comes. Woohoo! Boom, boom, LaRue. Here he is. Woohoo! Okay, so regardless of all the wrong false accusation that Jesus went through, the billows of false judgment, 
he had to endure, he still stayed true to the cross. He stayed true to truth. And God knows all the persecution that comes along with walking with him by the Spirit. He knows what you're going through. He knows your frustration with the injustices. He understands. But it's a higher level of walking in love. It's that higher level requires uh, bigger devils. It entails bigger devils, but it also requires higher discipline. We talked about that last night. Remember when I said at the beginning of the conversation, there are certain things love never does. It never considers doing to a person. It never considers saying to a person. It has discipline. It bridles its mouth. It doesn't have to have the last word. It definitely doesn't have that I'm going to get you attitude. It's like, what turnip truck did some of you fall off of? I want to ask that to some of these sheep sometimes. It's like, some of you act like you were born and raised in a barn. Well, sheep are. That's true. Sheep are. <laughs> but you're not a barn animal. Your parents raised you better. It's you that have gotten sloppy in your agape. It's you. So, God understands the higher we move into his heart, the more higher power demons are going to begin to hit your vessels that are standing beside him. He understands he's going to be, the enemy's going to hit you. He knows he's going to target you. And just like he tested Job, he's testing you. You're going to have to practice what you preach. You're going to have to practice what you read, what you've been taught now. Because God also knows that he's given us all the tools that we need in order to abide in that new place by his spirit so that we can be the earth's example of him while we continue on in our journey. And that might sound like such a big deal, but when you're getting hammered with injustice and you're getting hammered with people praying witchcraft prayers and wanting you dead, wanting things about that, that kind of makes you a little angry. It kind of makes you want to take a baseball bat and a blanket to people sometimes and, th- and, and just repent later. Just here, you know, I'll pray for healing for you as soon as I finish beating the tar out of you for praying that crap over me. And so my advice, because I've, be, I've had to face a lot of this crap this year, where I've had to just work and ask our team, our leadership has worked with me through it. But it's this place now where I'm having to put my feelings aside and say, okay, God, whatever you want, your kingdom come, your will be done. Because I knew he was taking me somewhere. I knew he was taking us somewhere. And, and you don't want to lose your your testimony. And and I know some of my, my, my statements are kind of harsh sometimes. People are like, Dr. Missy. <laughs> well, some people push you that far. It's, it's sometimes you better be glad you're not in my presence. Some of you, not y'all. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, no. Some of those things might have taken a backhand slap because it was so bad. It was so bad. And, and, and it makes me embarrassed for the people who did it. Because I know who did it. I saw it by the spirit. And it's like, are you people just stuck on stupid? I mean, really? I mean, you think God's not ever going to hold you accountable? And, and so here we are now with the influx of power shifting. So I was waiting for the power shift. That's what I've been waiting. And thank God it's here. But this religious apparatus depicts Christ's walk and ours as consisting only of death, burial, and resurrection. But the problem with people stuck in the spirit of religion is they miss the journey that a life walks through emotionally. Because they're either spiritually dead, they don't know the Lord, which means they're emotionally cold, 
Remember, the Lord said that at the end of the people's lives, they're going to come to him and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, depart from me. I don't know you. We have a lot of people sitting in pews right now that don't know the Lord any more than, the, than their head from a hole in the wall. They don't know the Lord. Their life doesn't reflect love. It's not the warm, unconditional love. It's a robot kind of a living. It's a robot living like, praise the Lord. And I'm not making fun of that because I believe in praising God. But it, it's this robotic response and these robotic actions where they've gotten into their routine and life has to happen according to their routine and the way that they expect God to be because they don't know the true and living God. And let me tell you something. But if you're leaving room for the Holy Spirit to operate, you don't put God in a box. God can move anytime, anywhere, any place, any way. And you're always leaving room for him to do it because it's fun. It's fun that way because you like being surprised. I like being surprised. I love the presence of God and I like how he surprises me and how he shows up. I'm not going to tell him how to do his job. But these people are either cold hearted, they're bitter, or they're trying to create that resurrection power themselves through a fake holy. I call it fake holy. And so it's where they're performing for God, thinking that their works or their false humility, doing things for God, like earning titles, serving in positions that they resent, or trying to help people that they can't relate with, because they won't step into God's truth with their own heart condition. And if you remember anything about Jesus, Jesus could relate with those he ministered to. He hung out with the drunks and the prostitutes. He hung out with them all because they needed him the most. And so he went through everything we're going through right now. And so if he went through it, we can go through it. We can do that. I, th I know that's kind of hard to hear. It was hard for me to hear today. I thought, oh, that's so cliche-ish, God. But he's like, no, you can be the victor. You can be the victor. This is for leaders. For those of you faithful leaders out there, public ministry is based on private minute is based based on private victories. Did you know that? Public ministry is based on private victories. What are these private victories? I had to think about that. Because to me, a private victory is things that when God comes to me and tells me to change, nobody's got it all figured out. Not leaders, not sheep. The leaders especially should be rolling their sleeves up right alongside of the sheep right now and praying for deliverance right in with the sheep. It builds teamwork. It builds transparency. It builds trust. And right now, the sheep don't know who to trust. Trust me. No pun intended. But they don't know who to trust because we see so much hypocrisy. But it's based on private victories, which explain the challenges a heart endures while walking on its love journey. It's the private victories that we attain when we're able to overcome the things holding us back from the glory of God on our lives. Okay, so getting cleaned up is, is key. It has to happen. And it's where we're able to walk alongside of each other when you're weak, I'm strong, and vice versa, and I can help you keep climbing, and vice versa, you can help me keep climbing. But either way, we're going to get up this mountain of truth together. We're going to walk in this thing together. We're not quitting. We're not quitting on each other. We're not quitting on God. We're going to finish this thing because God finishes what he starts. And if you know anything about trees, the Bible says every tree, we are trees, hello, uh, that don't produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Could that fire be the darkness that's coming upon the earth? That strange fire. Which is followed by the fire of God's judgment for having not gotten cleaned up. 
Remember, again, Jesus is coming back for a pure, spotless bride, a warrior bride. And the true body of Christ is now entering into a season where this darkness is getting so dark that we'll have to sit at God's feet in order to know what he's saying so that we can overcome. Which means our heart will have to be right in order for God to draw near us because he can't dwell where sin is. So you're going to have to get cleaned up in order to hear from him in this next season. You have to. You have to. And God is looking for a body to cover with his spirit. His glory. Remember, a husband covers his wife. He wants to cover you while he gets you ready for marriage. And those hearts will have to be pure and spotless. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. But this seeing God is the place where we begin to see the signs, wonders, and the miracles break out, which is another byproduct of that glory. And it's a byproduct of his presence. I'm excited. Which moves us into Psalms 3, 1 through 8, where it says, quit worrying. Quit worrying. Those of you who are having problems in this season, he's saying Psalms 3 and 4 were just what David needed when he was worried about his son Absalom stealing his part of kingdom. We have a lot of people. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Can I go there? Okay, thank you. We have a lot of people in this hour, I told you at the beginning of the conversation, where they have made up their minds what they're going to do. They're sheep. They've made up their minds what they think is of God with that because they've done this crap for so long. They've been in this, these, some of these sins for so long that they don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And yet God has been sending in prophet after prophet after prophet to warn them. This is what's fixing to happen to you. If you don't knock this mess off, we have leaders stealing people's inheritances, stealing their birthrights because they saw the blessings on those vessels thinking that God would not call them out. I've been saying this for the last five, three, four, five reps very purposefully because I want to tell you about the level of sin operating within leadership. And let me tell you something, leaders. If you think it's ever okay for you to abuse your authority just because you see a little further into the spirit than, say, the person who's not quite there yet, and you think God's going to tolerate that, you need to think, think again. Because in this season, God says it's cost you everything. Cost you everything. Your arrogance cost you everything. And some of you leaders have gotten other big leaders involved in your sin, thinking that they would just agree with you because of your name. Oh, we can trust him. It's so-and-so. And the Lord says, no, I don't care about your name. You need to be concerned about mine. You should have been concerned about mine the whole time. And my will, my kingdom, not trying to build your own. And so this is the place we've now stepped into now where God is forcing the house cleaning to happen. And he's going to use many of these leaders who've done this kind of stuff and stolen people's lives, stolen people's dreams, stolen people's ability to attain them because of their own selfishness, their own self-centeredness, ego-centered. And God's like, enough, enough. So for all the years that the canker worm used you to steal. The Lord says, I'm taking your kingdom, says the Lord. It's going to cost you everything because you reap what you sow. And there's always a payback time. There's always a payback time based on Galatians 6, 7. You reap what you sow. 
the Lord's saying for those of you who have obeyed, and even where the devil thinks that he's getting his way with all these witchcraft prayers at present, by others having by by having others do his dirty work for him, Lord's saying, but God. But God, I'm still the God of the universe. And if you remember anything about Absalom, Absalom was killed because of his own disobedience and trying to usurp his father's true throne. This is why the glory of God is coming down to shut off those who will not obey God's true authority in this hour. So we're seeing true authority rise up now in truth versus false authority. Okay, the truth, you can't take something that was never yours. Nor can you pray it away or usurp the true authority of the vessel it belongs to. Because in this new place, this place of rest, the battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. It's the Lord's. And only he can do what brings a heart unto himself. Only God can bring hearts to himself. Only God can change situations. And it usually comes with people who are disobedient. It comes through judgment. So if you know anything about these psalms, going back to David, they were psalms of mourning. So when David felt like he was in danger, God was showing him, hey, I've got you. I've got your portion of kingdom, and I'm fighting this battle for you because the enemy's not stronger than me. And if God be for you, who can be against you? So David knew at this point in the juncture, he had a lot of enemies. And a lot of you feel like right now you have a lot of people praying against you on a lot of different fronts. And you're thinking, how can I do all this? And the Lord said, that's why I put you into rest. I'm moving you into my glory, into my best. I'm covering you with my spirit now so that it doesn't matter what comes at you. It will start pinging off your back like water on a duck's back. That's why God is calling you in. And what comes in with you are your gifts and your callings, your blessings, everything you've been praying for. It all comes in with you. So that's what's creating the power shift. That's what's creating the power shift. Because David knew this. He knew he had a lot of enemies, but he also knew that he knew the God of the universe. While we're topping at 58 minutes, we're going to wrap this up. So this is why we're not ever to worry. Because the enemy's not winning. Although Satan would try to convince himself otherwise. We see this in the natural. We see this by the Spirit. And in this hour, it's not what man says, God. It's what God says. Let me repeat that. It's not what man says about a thing. If you've been given prophetic words by the king himself, then your battle has already been won. So people can pray and decree evil on you or on us all that they want. But in the end, they'll be the ones judged by the fruit of their own lips based on Galatians 6, 7. Proverbs 132 through 34. And if you know anything too, thank you, Lord. A lot of these people, we see it within politics right now. We see it on all mountains. We see a lot of narcissism going on. We see a lot of Jezebel involved in these types of behavior. And God's bringing down the narcissism. He's bringing down the Jezebel. The only way to fight Jezebel is with the truth. Okay. You hit it with straight up truth. Because it can't run from the truth. And you make it deal with its own heart condition while it's trying to falsely accuse you of what it's actually doing to you. So it shouldn't surprise you that the very thing you're being accused of is the very sin your enemies are practicing. That's called projection and denial. 
while God puts that thing on trial. They're about to be judged. So Proverbs 1, 10 through 19. Let's wrap this up. Pardon me. And where the Lord states, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down into the pit. We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. Basically, they're saying two birds of a feather flock together. Two peas in a pod. Or two wrongs make a right. Trying to get you to participate with them so they can justify their sin. God like, you better not get caught up in that in this season. If you've done that, you need to repent. Because your sin's about to find you out, all of you. So, my son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path. For their feet will run to evil, and they will make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owner. How about we pray for her right now? Um, Father, we lift up this young woman, um, Jessie. We thank you for who she is right now. And um, we thank you, Father God, uh, that you're able to keep that which we've entrusted to you until that day. I take authority, Father God, over any strategy, assignment, and tactic of the enemy coming in her life right now. Stress, I take authority over you in Jesus' name. We uproot you, Psalms 80, verses 8. Worry, we uproot you, Psalms 80, verses 8, in her mind, will, and emotions. What else, God? Fear, fear of lack, we uproot you, Psalms 80, verses 8. Fear that nobody's going to be there to help take care of her, Psalms 80, verses 8. Fear of being alone. We, we uproot that. Psalms 80 verses 8. Fear that even God won't come through for her. We uproot that. Psalms 80 verses 8. We put the blood of Jesus over these demonic attacks coming against her. The stress from it all. And we sever it off. Genesis 3.24. Uprooting everything else that's left. And we command it to be thrown into the fire of God with Exodus 3.2. Filling her back up with 1 Corinthians 13.13. 13. Filling her back up with peace, love, joy. Patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, and mercy. Fill her back up with the mind of Christ. Philippians 2, 2 through 5. How are you feeling right now, Jesse? How's your hopefully more peaceful? Hopefully. Sorry. Can you let me know? Um. You know, I feel like you're like in a transitional place, Jesse, um, where you are, um, you're trying to find direction. You can tell me if I'm off. That's what I'm sensing about you. I see you like on a street where you're looking at the, the guidepost. You're looking at the street signs. You're trying to figure out which way you should go in. And the Lord's like, I've got you. I've got you. Just ask me to direct your footsteps. Psalms 37, 23. Okay. Psalms 37, 23. When you don't know what to do next, you ask God. 
to order your footsteps forward to the right way. Okay. So with that, I'm going to let you guys go. I've got people barking outside of my office, my dogs predominantly. So I don't want to disrupt you with that. But I hope you guys have a great new year. And um, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Friday. And we'll continue the conversation then. But until then, rest easy. All is well with your soul. We're in a great place right now in 2023. This is going to be one of the coolest years. For those of you who have been obedient, it's going to be one of the funnest years of your life. Mark my word, it's going to be one of the funnest years of your life. And, and for those of you who need to come up a little bit more, you need to start focusing in on trying to get uh, deliverance. Um, we do that here. You can go to Ezekiel'sWill.com, or excuse me, Ezekiel'sWill.org. Can somebody post that, please? Um, go to our website, and uh, we, we'd love to talk to you about trying to uh, help you and get you free and get you where God wants you to be. Anyway, I love you, and I'll be talking to you on Friday. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thank you.